Grand rising, everyone. And I come to last. Burden coffee. Go here. Love. Except it says it backwards. Evolve. Which is like evolve. <laughs> Love is like evolve. Okay. So let's get started today. Um, we are on the Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation, page 106. Um, good morning, Summer. Good morning to those on Facebook. Please say good morning. It's Christina. Good morning. Okay, so here we go. I'm just going to start to read. Heaven is his father. Earth is his mother. Um, the great triad. Okay, so reads the formula. Always exactly the same whenever it occurs, regardless of the time or place. That defines the nature of the relationships between man and the other two terms of the great triad by describing his as the son of heaven and earth. Very fact that it is an um, initiatic formula is itself a clear indication that if we understand it in its fullest sense, it must not just be thought of as referring to the ordinary man who is a product of the present world's conditions, but as describing the true man, all of whose possibilities the initiative is called upon to realize within himself. Again, this is looking at yourself, looking at your your own self going through these kind of initiations. And I was talking to a friend the other day. It's pretty cool, um, you know, what my friend was talking about. And he was talking about rites of passage, which is something that's been sort of taken out of culture. Um, now, I'm not saying all culture. There's cultures who still practice this rites of passage, um, where we individuate ourselves in order to go through the next stage of our life to understand who we are. Okay. Good morning, Kohil, Mr. Kohil. <laughs> and so we individuate. We allow ourselves to kind of disconnect from our old stories into a new story. Now, if we looked at it from the bigger perspective to the as above, so below, and what's happening now in, in the paradigm shift, we can see that that's actually occurring. We can see that we're trying to, or we're creating a new storyline, a new pattern. And that's kind of what you do with your life as you go through these initiation stages in your life. So we have like marriage, that would be a rite of passage. If somebody's getting married, they're individuating. If they're buying a home for the first time, that could be an initiation and the process continues on and on. And as we let go of old structures, right, which is not easy. That's where the chaos comes in because change and transformation and initiation into the next phase of your life is never easy. It's, it's, it's a painful process. However, it's important that we go through it. Now, in the past, we used to live in tribes and the tribes helped us get through that initiation. Well, we don't really talk in those terms anymore. We don't really say, hey, we're going through an initiation. No, it's like we're going through pure hell. We're going through a uh, a deconstruction of our entire life and nobody really knows how to support us they think you're going mad they think you're going crazy they tell you to go see a therapist the reality is you're going through some transformation transition in your life and in that transition we're going through an initiation which is not comfortable the earth itself the planets the everything went through its own initiation to actually become a planet an earth it went through many phases, many uh, chaos and turmoil. If we thought about the beginning of time, 
when the planets were being constructed and everything was coming together, it wasn't a pretty scene. It wasn't like everything was just naturally formed beautifully. It was sort of this chaos and everything was, and then it kind of came together in some sort of order or form. And that's what we do with our life. If we see nature and how it operates, we can look at ourselves and say, oh shit, we're operating the same way. Well, right now we're going through a huge transformation in the world. Everything seems to be kind of chaotic, right? Everybody, nobody knows what anything's, we don't know what's going to happen pretty much. We're kind of like going, what the heck is going to happen? What's next? And we don't know. We went through this big whirlwind of a chaos. Nobody thought the entire um, world of commerce would shut down. That was not just, <laughs> it wasn't just a country. Everybody shut down. That turned everything into chaos. Everybody was like, what's going on? And now we're trying to untangle it because now we have this, a bigger mess right now. So now we're trying to figure out how to fix the bigger mess that's at play. But we deconstructed. <clears throat> now we're reconstructing. And we see this right in nature, like hurricanes and tsunamis and all these big things that happen that totally destruct everything and cause chaos. There's debris everywhere. We're looking around and saying, how do we make order of all of this? Well, this happens in your life too. Tell me you haven't gone through some chaos in your life. Everybody has. As a species, as an organism, that's part of, that's part of the storyline. It's part of what we do. So we initiate into the next phase of our life. And what I like about it, and a friend kind of put it pretty simple for me that I was talking to um, this last week. And he said, we go through these initiations and, you know, he's coming up with the rites of passage. So as you guys know, I live in New Mexico. New Mexico has a rich culture still. We still have a lot of native indigenous cultures that circulates throughout our community. So we still have stuff like sweat lodge, the mezcal, we have curanderos, we have herbalists, we have people that are still really land-based and connected to the, to the earth and still do rites of passage in some of their communities. Those rites of passage are critical and we're trying to reintegrate the rites of passage into places that they call clinical, right? Maybe people with addiction, maybe people who are recovering um, from addiction and all that. How do we go through those passages? So what he was saying is, he works with people who are are in recovery, and had and he says we they're going through an initiation right when they're in the rehab when they're going into rehab they're actually separating so that's the first part of initiation is the separation, um you know and he put it in very layman terms I like the way he said it because it made sense to me you first of all you separate and then after you separate right you have to sort of find out who you are in this new space and then you have to reintegrate and that's that's sort of the process in tiny terms i mean that's there's a lot more to it but that's really what happens is as you individuate as you separate yourself from whatever situation it is so it could even be marriage where you're separating from the family it could be divorce where you're separating from your spouse it could be your children when you're when you have them you're learning how to it, you're learning that separation of self because now you have to give your time to this other child and then you separate from the child when they have to leave so there's all these phases of initiation when you leave your parents when you you know you're you have to live on your own and you're you're starting to 
um, individuate to who you are or understanding who you are in the world by yourself. So that's part of the process of initiation. And um, hormones are, are attached to this as well, right? Because there's an initiation phase when we have, when we first lay with somebody or have intercourse, that's an initiation that's, you know, you're separating from yourself. It's something different. Um, and even when we go through menstruation, right? When we go through menstruation in women, when boys go through puberty, all those phases that we go through are initiation. And we used to have a process and we used to honor those initiations and we don't anymore. And that's become a big issue for us because it allowed us to know who we were in that time and place. Like we had a, we had a purpose, a place. We understood that we were going through some major transformation in our life. Now we don't have it. I mean, if you're going through something very, you know, something so huge in your life and it's an initiation phase, people are going to call it initiation. They might say you're going through this chaos, that you're going through some, some destruction and the way you handle it, you might be crazy. Go get help. Well, what do you mean? Help from who? They're going to tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just going through an initiation. And that means that we're like demolishing the very structure and foundation that we created to create a whole new thing. It's like birth. Birth is a messy thing, right? Birth is the child separating from the mother. I mean, that separation is not something that just, it's not it's not this beautiful thing. I mean, it could be seen as beautiful, but when you look at how birth happens, right, is that when the child's trying to individuate and come out of the mother, it, it look at what birth, it's a messy thing. There's all kinds of liquids and all kinds of stuff. All this stuff comes out. You're like thinking, how the hell? Never had a kid, but I've seen it happen. How can I hold all this stuff inside of me? And then this whole new being comes out of you and you have to cut the umbilical cord. That's the first separation, right? It's like, first they come out, then you cut the cord. You can't keep them attached to the cord. Same with you. You're birthing something new. And when you go through these births, you're having to go through this phase where your, your umbilical cord has to be cut. And once that's cut, you're individuating into something new. You're learning how to stand into this new energy potential by yourself. It's not easy. What's normal when you're trying to reach your higher self? You're not crazy. We have to transform. Um, what's normal? Um, I don't think there's such a thing as normal. Um, everybody has their own unique way of reaching a higher self or individuation. If you're looking, tell me what it is that you're trying to do. Um, or what, what phase are you in? Or what do you mean by reaching your higher self? Like what would be the purpose of going to the higher self for you? Because that's, I mean, the intention is the most important. People are like, I want my higher self. I want to understand all this stuff. But for what purpose? Like, is it for self-awareness? Is it expansion of consciousness? Is it because you want to create something in your life or you're searching for purpose? What is the what is the reason, right? And um, there's no such thing as normal. I can tell you there's a process that happens organically in every situation. That's why alchemy um, is, there's a, a practical use of alchemy. So you could go through an initiation. In other words, um, it's normal to uh, feel chaos. It's normal to 
feel disconnected from your body. It's normal to feel like you're not yourself. It's normal to feel like nothing's ever going to be the same. It's normal to feel depressed. It's normal to feel even almost like you don't want to live. It's normal to feel a sense of loneliness, uh, uh, maybe a hole, a darkness. There's a lot of things that you've got to go through that are uncomfortable and feelings and sensation, but it's different for everybody. Like me just recently going through an initiation. I'm going through one of the biggest initiations I've ever gone through in individuation, which would be the transformation of the mother and the disconnection of the mother being the biggest one, the most important to separate. That separation has to happen in order for me to know who I am. Is it easy? No. It's been a mess. It's been sad. It's been hard. It hasn't been easy, but it's critical. And it's critical for me to do this. So for you, what is it that you are trying to reach that you feel like you haven't reached? That's another, you know, another question to reach my spiritual awakening and conscious levels I, as I haven't. Okay. Um, so tell me your spiritual awakening. Are you, do you feel connected to spirit or do you feel disconnected? So it just depends. If you're feeling disconnected from spirit, then you'd probably want to understand what that means to you. What does spirit mean to you? How do you practice? How do you live in spirit? How do you connect to the spirit? Spiritual awakening in, I think, some people's mind is the expansion of their ego and consciousness because spiritual awakening requires that we sort of understand consciousness and who we are and that we tap into the subconscious and heal those wounds so that we can then reconnect to the collective unconscious or the unconscious. Somewhere disconnected, I do energy healing and meditation. Okay, so spirit, mind, and body. So the way that I do it, for if I say walking integrity, is spirit, mind, and body alignment. So spirit is the potential in, from, you know, the definition and kind of in easy terms is spirit runs through us. It's not like it's separate from us. <clears throat> so the disconnection could be in the mind and the body. So <clears throat> when you say energy healing, are you healing the body? Are you healing your thoughts? What are you healing when you say energy healing? Because energy exists in everything. We might even say that energy is the potential for spirit to express itself. Okay. We of are of a higher being out of our physical emotional. Okay. So here's what happens with people mainly. Okay. Let me see. Have a lot of trauma. Okay, cool. <clears throat> yeah, trauma is a hard one to come overcome. Um, I I say go to a therapist if you have trauma because trauma is something that is um, typically they ha you could go and now you also could go to a spiritual healer as well. And I say both is important. I think that psychology and psychologists and therapists are starting to understand the bridge between the spiritual and the mental states of being. Now, trauma is a physiological experience, an emotional experience. It's, a, it's an all-encompassing experience. Trauma is not just 
mental. Because as you know, when we go through trauma, even if we weren't physically abused, but mentally abused, there's still a physiological experience from the trauma that we we have. And it sits in our body. So yes, you must go through the trauma and you must untangle it. Now that doesn't mean you relive it over and over again. Now, sometimes trauma, um, if you can get really good at this, and if you're talking about, you know, connecting to the higher self and understanding the collective unconscious is what it's called, um, and they call it shadow work. You know, this person was asking what shadow. This is shadow work that you recognize the trauma and you connect it to a myth. If you can connect it to a mythology, you have a better chance of understanding how to overcome it without taking it so personal and getting so attached to it that you get lost in the trauma because people can get so lost in the trauma um, that they forget who they are and then they think that they are their trauma and they're not. There's always a way to transcend it. Yeah, I was talking to a medium. He said he, he felt I had trust issues with love and communication. Okay, so now here's the thing. And I don't necessarily, I, I, I don't care. I listen to mediums. I listen to other individuals. But if it doesn't ring true for me, I don't take it on. So my question to you is, is that how you feel about yourself? If you, even if they didn't tell you this. So if it, if it connects to you and you feel like it's something that radiates through you, um, and not just something that somebody's projected upon you, right? Because, and I would be careful. I don't know who this medium is, is. Okay. I'm not saying they're right, wrong, good, or better, that they're no good at their, their, what they do, but I don't just kind of follow anybody. I'm very particular because people will push their alchemy on you, um, and say things. And then we take it to be truth when it's not in fact true. Know thyself. You don't, you yourself can can know your know yourself better than anybody, right? Because you live in your body, you live in your thoughts, you live in your experiences. So trust yourself. If you have trust issues, um, it's not trust with love; it's trust with yourself. You don't trust yourself. Okay, point it back to you. If if you feel like you can't trust others, it's because you don't trust yourself. You say, well, that's not true. But I would say you don't trust your inner self because you're going to people for answers. You have the answers. You're powerful. See, there's a difference there. You saying that you're powerful enough that you have your own answers opens up a new possibility for you to tap into yourself and connect to yourself and trust yourself. Trust that you're taking the right path, that you're making the right choices for yourself. I would imagine, excuse me, that if you think you have trust issues that you don't trust the choices that you make or you may not trust the choices you make. Now, I could be wrong in saying that, but just based on what you wrote, that's what comes to mind first. That's the experience I'm receiving. And I could be wrong. So you could tell me if I'm wrong. Again, it's hard to get so much information. I... I have some psychic ability, but it's, you know, it's not, I'm not a medium. I don't tell people that I'm a medium. I can definitely understand the energy 
psychic, although it's a deep one, this already resonated with me prior um, saying that. So I agreed. Good. So you agree. And you agree because you yourself are not trusting yourself. If you trusted yourself, see, you wouldn't need to go to a medium because you have the answers. Okay. Do you trust the relationships that you get into? Do you trust that you're going to be in a relationship that's healthy for you? Can you trust yourself in the decision-making process of finding someone? Okay, so those are hard questions, right? Okay. Yeah, okay, so you do with your friends. But if you want a romantic relationship, okay, if you're looking for that intimacy, romantic relationship, right, then you've got to understand yourself or you're going to continue to perpetuate the, the cycle with the same relationships because you have to understand the patterning behind it. You, it, even if a medium, so even if a medium or a psychic said, yeah, you're this way, that way. Okay, great. Now what? I know I'm that way. You already knew. It's not like this person told you something you didn't already know about yourself. They just told you it was already there. Now what? Okay, well, now you've got to understand why you don't trust yourself. Why don't you trust yourself in choosing somebody who's good for you, who loves you, who's going to treat you good? Why aren't you used to that? And there's a lot of deep, deep, deep diving that needs to happen. Therapy can help you. Um, life coaching can help you. Now, I'd say therapy helps you to at least recognize and understand the trauma and at least put words on the trauma. If you're not doing any kind of hypnotherapy for yourself, which I highly recommend because hypnotherapy allows you to explore the internal world. You've got to know who you are and understand how to overcome. Okay. Trying to open my heart chakra. Okay. So, but dealing with the trauma, you said you had trauma. So there's patterns, right? That, that are surfacing. It may not be even be the heart chakra. It could be, I'm not saying it's not, but it could be trauma that you, you experienced in your root. Right. If your root isn't grounded and, and your chakra center at the root is not foundational, the energy from the root to the heart isn't going to go. It's the energy won't flow. So if you say that the trauma is in the heart, OK, it could be. And then you could work on that. But where is the trauma laying in you and understanding those patterns? So you're going to really the process is getting to know yourself really well. And you know yourself better than anybody else. So you're saying, I'm working on the heart chakra. Maybe it is the heart chakra. Maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe maybe you're not able to get past it because you're, you think it's in the heart, but really the trauma is being held in some other part of the body, physiologically in the body. I would say this. A good way, um, a good way to understand where the trauma exists for you is to ask yourself if you have any kind of physiological issues, like what's going on with you, right? Like, do you have any um, menstruation issues or do you have any stomach issues or do you have what sort of um, problems might you have in the body? Trauma plays out in the body. 
And this kind of helps us to understand where we need to start working. For instance, and I'll give you an example of me. Um, I have a lot of problems with menstruation and a lot of problems with my uterus. Okay. And that uterus and understanding it means that at the very, very, very root of who I am, right? There's some trauma that needs to be released. So I have to work on that part of my body, that chakra system first, heal that and understand how and why and where, and it's mother trauma, right? So I'm looking at the mother issues and looking at the trauma of mother and how that's played out in my body physiologically. Okay. I have thyroid, so throat, and I always used to have throat issues. So I'm now I'm looking at why my throat so do you have so the question would be is do you have any issues that you're dealing with medical issues where where are you dealing with those medical issues if you do um and so the the hurt and the grief and the emotional abuse is is physiologically in your body so to understand what chakra to work on ask yourself where is that playing out in the body so do you have heart issues if that's the case then you would be doing a lot of heart chakra ish stuff but if you if you're having other issues that's where your energy is being held and so you need to release the trauma from that energy field I hope that makes sense so you can share if you want to or not i don't know if your body's experiencing any kind of um you know uh physiological issues and then to release that. So, and you could share. Again, you don't have to. You can also email me at spiritandbrew at gmail.com. Um, I also am a life coach as well. So I do that. And, um, you know, again, it's not therapy, but it's an opportunity to explore where's where's the issue and how do we move forward from it. So coaching is more of a forward movement. Sometimes it's good to have both a coach and a therapist as well. But I would say, look at that. So where is the trauma playing out in your body? And that gives you a very big clue to where you hold your emotional pain and suffering and grief and hurt and all that stuff. And then we were, as we work through it, and I can tell you just recently for me, because working with mother trauma is the biggest trauma to go through because we come from the mother, right? So the poor mothers have all the responsibility, uh, it seems. Uh, and it's a hard one. But as we go through it and we start to untangle the pieces of this emotional trauma, you start to feel it in your body. This is where DNA and RNA change. And this is why people are saying, I'm going to change my DNA. Really? How? How are you going to do that? Well, people are like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit under this light and this light's going to change it and and I'll get rid of all of the traumas. And the reality is, is that we hold them in the very fabric of who we are. And to overcome those traumas, we have to be able to understand them and recognize that it's a pattern that's playing out in our life. And when we learn how to kind of, I call it breaking the curse of these, these energy fields, when we start to break the curse, right? You talk about the higher self, the higher self itself, if you think about it, really is tied into what we call archetypal patterning, right? Or energy patterns. 
and that energy potential that plays out, it becomes like a storyline. And if we can break through that, we have a different experience of the world. And that just happened to me recently where you just think that like, this is an ongoing process. You think, oh, that's it, that's it. No, it's not. There's always more layers of the onion to unpeel. And as I go through the trauma, I went through one of my biggest trauma releases ever, a pattern that was circulating throughout my life for the longest time, for my entire life. And I figured it out. And I said, oh my God, I've been under this sort of curse is what I call it. I broke this curse that I was under. Now, was the curse by an individual? No, it's by this energy potential that was greater, that was that plays out in a lot of individuals. And after doing that and moving through it, I had a different experience physiologically. I didn't have words for the sensations that were happening in my body, right? So you've got to know your body. You've got to understand who you are internally. And you've got to get close and bond to yourself and recognize who you are and understand when I have this experience, I know that I feel this way. I know what comes up in my body. I know what's happening in my body. It's a somatic experience. See, that's another piece that we don't honor is the body, right? We talk about the mind so much and our emotions so much that we forget that we have a body. So we've got to figure out where, where is this happening in my body? Where am I holding on to it? When we release the trauma that that's happening, when we finally release it and we recognize it and we allow ourselves to release it, we have a different experience. And if you're so in tune with yourself, you're going to know that it's something you've never felt. Internally, you're going to feel it like a calming, right? Like anxiety was a big thing for me. I had never had anxiety until about maybe a year and a half ago, and it started to show up. Now, here's the deal. I probably had anxiety in my body, but just never felt it. I was numbing it out somehow. And when I started to do this work and let go and go through the trauma and all that, all of a sudden I was at these high levels of anxiety that I had never felt before. And it was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, what the hell do I do with this? I've never felt this before. Right. It was like I felt like my body, my soul wanted to jump out of my body and my body wasn't moving fast enough and my heart would just elevate. And I was just anxious. And it was like I wanted to run a marathon like I, I something needed to come out of me. It was weird. It was like I was trying to get somewhere I couldn't get to. I don't know how to explain it. For those of you who had anxiety, please put whatever you feel, because I couldn't explain it and I couldn't put words on it because literally I had never felt it in my life. I kept having these anxiety attacks and I was like, this is really awful. I couldn't imagine somebody living with anxiety their whole life. How terrible. Well, I probably was ha having the physiological um, repercussions or experience of it in, and in the body, right? I was having it, but I didn't know it. So I had to learn how to work through it. I had to learn how to work through my anxiety. Well, eventually, after doing all of the work and the trauma work and releasing that experience, I was able to actually drop into relaxation. Now, I had relaxed before in my life, right? We relax and we know what that feels like, but this was different. And that's what I'm talking about. Physiologically, I released trauma from the body because our DNA, RNA, our muscle fibers, everything in our body 
experiences that emotion. It's like the parasympathetic and sympathetic system, right? If we're in a sympathetic system, we're in fight, flight, freeze. That's where anxiety lives. And most of us live there. Don't even realize it. We're releasing cortisol. We're releasing all these hormones and endorphins. And it's causing our body to be all whacked out. Okay. Hormones are what change and transform us. So if we are to put on the, the parasympathetic system, we have to understand what's going on in our body. So the trauma itself is igniting some sort of emotional response in you, basically. Those emotions are living in the body somewhere. Right? So people, they will take classes on, on chakras and they'll say, well, I'm just going to work with this chakra. Okay. You don't, why, why are you working with that chakra? Where is the, where are you physiologically having the trauma? Where is it showing up? You may not even have heart issues. Okay. It could be menstruation issues. Like we don't even understand that. Like most people today, especially in the U S especially women are having issues with menstruation. We're dealing with the real deep trauma of the root chakra, that we haven't even healed. We haven't initiated ourselves out of that. Again, I started this whole thing with initiation. We got to initiate. We got to individuate. We got to understand what, what energy is holding us back from actually separating so that we can grow into the next phase of our life. So there's something holding you back, right? It's almost like it's got you and it's holding on tight. And you're trying to release it. You're trying to let it go. And it's just got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay. So <clears throat> I leave that with you. Um, and great conversation. And it's cool because um, my friend, I, I was really sort of, hey, can, um, can in late, what is this called? Can in late, what is this called? Sorry, Frank, I don't know if you're still on here. I don't know what you mean. I think you might have missed a word or something. Came in late. What is this called? Oh, I think that's what you said. Uh, what is this called? Uh, we're talking about initiation, rites of passage, trauma, releasing the trauma, um, and that kind of stuff. But rites of passage and initiation being super important and also the fact, so my friend brought it up, and like I said, it's pretty cool the way he said it. You know, first you separate then you're dealing with the chaos and you're trying to find order within the chaos. That's the hardest part is the chaos. That's the part where people tend to go back to their own patterns. So as we individuate, right, it's kind of like the child with the womb. Okay. We know that when it, when we give birth is the best example. When someone gives birth, you can't put the kid back in, but we're always trying to go back into the womb. The child wants to go back. It comes out crying. It's why is it crying? It's crying because it's like, why the hell did you now I have to go through this crazy shit called life. <laughs> now I have to go through all this crazy shit of life. I don't want to go through life. It's hard. Life isn't easy. It's not. Life is a difficult thing. We're warriors. Any human being on the planet going through life is a warrior because it's not easy. It's not where I'm not going to sit here and say it's, you know, roses and peaches and cream. It's not. There are times that we can experience the ebb and flow of the beauty, and that's that's awesome. <clears throat> but for the most part, it's hard. Life is hard. It's hard. 
It's a hard one. And we come out of the womb crying because we're like, what the hell put us back? I was fine. I was just fine in the womb. Everything, all my needs were met. I didn't have to ask nothing for no one. Everything was just going and flowing. Now I have to individuate and disconnect. And now I have to learn how to walk and feed myself and all the shit we have to do as an adult. <laughs> and then we learn to walk and we learn to eat and feed ourselves. And now we got to clean up our own stuff. Now we got to clean after ourselves. It's exhausting, right? <laughs> we are not in the physical all the way, which is why it's hard. So it's not easy. Hi, Praveen. How are you? So it's not easy. But, yes, good evening. But it's a beautiful process if we allow it to be. So I highly recommend that you allow yourself to go through the process. Look at the traumas and the chaos that you're going through. It actually doesn't last forever. That's the cool part. That's the cool part. We can individuate and we can start to, to allow ourselves to go through the chaos, which is the hardest part. But we're not going to go back. Don't go back and hide out again. Allow yourself to go through the process. You deserve it because at the end of that is a new level. You're talking about the higher self. That's it. It's going through the shit process to get to the higher self. But people want some magic pill to just get there. You don't. That's why people do drugs because they think it's a, a fast way to get to the divine, to get to the higher self. And it's not. It, there's because <laughs> it's a false sense, right? When you come back down, you feel worse. So when you do it organically, you have these longer states of connecting to that bliss and that harmony, but you have to go through the chaos. You can't, there's no way around it. There's no way around it. People want to go around it. You can't, you have to go through it, through the shit. Okay. I hate to say it that way, but that's the truth. That's the harsh reality. And that is alchemy. But it, I mean, it can be scary. It could be scary. It could be ugly. It could be gross. It could be disgusting. It could be repulsive. It could be whatever it is to you. It can be almost feel like death to you but when you go through it and know that you have people here for you like i'm here for you right i'm 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 here to say life is hard but there's a way out right that's buddhism i'm not saying anything new i'm just telling you what's already happened and we just repeat it over and over again it's been repeated throughout the ages life is hard there is suffering. So everyone is suffering. Everybody suffers. Nobody gets away with it. Nobody can hide from it. And the more that you hide, the worse it gets because you isolate yourself. And that isolation doesn't lead to the healing piece. In fact, it leads to people wanting to die even more. And then we have people who commit suicide that do that because they can't handle it. Because they weren't able to face it and move through it. There's little things. We move through the little things and then it gets bigger, bigger, bigger. And it's not easy. Trust me. I know. But I'm here for you. And I'm telling you that I don't just talk about it. I live it. <laughs> I actually live it. So, and, and it's good. And at the end of it, you have this beautiful, beautiful magnificent experience and that's what we work towards right the the bliss the harmony 
And then we elevate our life into something different. And we're like, whoa, I didn't know this was possible. And it's a new potentiality. It's a new way. If we can learn to embrace these experiences, we would be creating some, not that we're not already, but I'm talking about living in harmony with the world as opposed to against it. We're living in our physical experience off of our highest subconscious existence. Um, yeah, we're living in a physical experience, yes. Um, and uh, off of our highest subconscious existence. Yeah, I mean, we are. And there, the subconscious is interesting because the subconscious is really some of it. Most of it is trauma that we put into the subconscious. And then there's the unconscious. So people talk about the subconscious, but there's the unconscious. So we have the conscious, subconscious, unconscious. And we're living probably, I would say, in our consciousness, our highest level of consciousness, because the subconscious is unconscious. And it's usually subconsciously there without us really having consciousness around it. So the 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 key is to understand the subconscious mind because that's where your trauma exists in the subconscious we forget about it we put it into this subconscious space so i would say probably we're living on the highest level of our own consciousness because a subconscious needs to be recognized to grow our consciousness if that makes sense. And usually what we do is we repress memories and traumas and we put them into the subconscious because we don't want to deal with them. But if we put light on the subconscious and we bring it into consciousness, we're able to expand our consciousness to live in the highest level of consciousness. And as we do that, we expand our consciousness. And as we expand consciousness, we get a little closer to the unconscious which we can then actually tap into. So if we saw it as a layer, um, so if we saw consciousness as a tiny dot and then the subconscious as a part of that tiny dot and then everything outside of that is the unconscious. And the key is heal the subconscious, bring it into consciousness, and then we can tap into the collective unconscious, which is they would call it the Akashic Records, which is where we get these new ideas and new understandings and ways of seeing the world and 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 these people who created the world and Einstein, all these people we talk about, they were able to tap into the unconscious and collective unconscious, not the subconscious, the unconscious, which is we don't know what we don't know, if that makes sense, okay? Awesome. Um, this semester I am taking consciousness and cosmology, pretty cool class and social intelligence. So I'll probably be bringing some of those concepts and ideas into spirit and coffee. Um, and then, um, just so you know, um, excited about really bringing in alchemy. I think I'm going to bring my friend John on here. Um, he just wrote his thesis, his master thesis on alchemy. Pretty cool. Um, and excited about what he's up to. Um, and then me taking into um, my PhD, the, the 
um, how, okay, so the, the myth story in the beginning of time and how things were created, um, a big mishap, I, I feel. Now, what I say is not true. What I say is theory, of course. What's true for you is true for you. But I will write a literary um, piece of work, a academic book that challenges the very foundation of what is believed in the myth story or the great myth story. So hopefully that'll go over well. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Okay, so there you go. So I love you guys. Have the most magical, magnetic, marvelous Monday ever. And I will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> love you too. Thanks for joining. Thanks for your, oh, also thank you for sharing and being brave enough to share. Um, and I really, really, really encourage you to find out where you're holding your trauma in your body. Um, and then start working from there, okay? If you need any support, spiritandbrew at gmail.com. Um, there you go. All right, have a great day. Bye-bye.